You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Spartacus After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Spartacus After Show. Welcome, welcome, Spartacus fans. We hope you didn't miss us last night, but we are doing Spartacus this morning, bright and shiny for you on a Saturday morning. You are with Spicy Mati in the building and Sean Overman, who will be our fabulous host for the Spartacus show. Episode 7, Season 2, even though I always say we consider it 3 because it's a, the uh, second one was a prequel. Yep. And this episode is Sacramentum. That's right, Spicy. And we got an outline for you guys today. We are doing relationships to start off. And we'll talk about some new characters too. We're going to be talking about our favorite quotes of the episode, breaking down how to speak Sparty. And uh, we'll be doing a little bit of shout-outs to some of our fans there on Twitter and anybody else who's following and looking at us on AfterBuzzTV.com. And we'll talk about, we'll take a little break then, talk about some news and gossip, do uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff, some fitness tips to look like Spartacus, nice. and we'll do our predictions at the end, as usual. Pretty soon by the end of this show, I plan on looking like Spartacus because you've given so many tips and I've started using them. So those of you at home, follow Sean's regimen that he's going to give you at the end. <laughs> That's right. So yeah. beginning this episode. Well, I also want to say this oh, as ahead. you guys are listening. Uh, obviously, these guys do an amazing job. And the fact that they're even here on a Saturday morning uh, shows their dedication to the show. And, and no, it's not because they, they couldn't do it yesterday because they were out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, not us. No, uh, no. Well, spicy, spicy was uh, working. She was on a movie premiere, uh, covering it, and I was. So, so that's why we couldn't do it yesterday. And so, uh, obviously, these guys put in the time and effort. They, you know, each week they come up with regiments for you guys. They get, they compile the news and gossip. And so, all we ask of you in return is a tell a friend and b rate us and comment on us uh, on iTunes. You know, it, it really means the world to us, and it's all we ask for in return. It takes literally. 10 seconds. Yeah. Maybe 15 if you're computer illiterate. That's, that's we love, nothing, we love feedback, too, so we can know what else you guys want to know, where there's areas of improvement, what we're doing amazing at. So, yeah, definitely make sure you leave some comments and uh, rate us on iTunes. Thank you for that, Phil. So let's get right into it because this was not so much an intense fighting episode as it was an emotional relationship building dramaful one, right? That's right. There was a lot of tension here and we open up the tension almost immediately. We see uh, Lucius going into this, you know, talking to the slaver. They're, they're in Neapolis trying to recruit some new men. And then we have right away Agron and Spartacus having that tension, that, more, that headbutting again, even though... Agron is his right-hand man. We still see him, uh, you know, clashing and butting heads. And always, you know, Agron always says, 
damn Gauls. I hate those Gauls. <laughs> and we see them recruiting some new men, and one of them is that big guy, Sedulous. Right. What did you think about him? So Sedulous seems like he's pretty tough, but kind of mocking as well of the gladiators. He seemed like he was more about the uh, Germans and their brotherhood than he was about the brotherhood of the gladiators as a whole. Of course. And that was very obvious later on. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, in order to bring him into the family, I felt like he wasn't ungrateful. I mean, I felt like he was ungrateful and he wasn't humble after having been slave, uh, saved by Spartacus on the, uh, what was that, a boat that they were pulled from? Boat. Like a slave ship? Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that, that, that they should have been. But I did appreciate that they had jumped in and helped um, free everyone. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, when speaking about Agron again, so he it, at at the, at the beginning of the episode, I felt like, man, he's like becoming a threat to Spartacus. You know, he like keeps clashing with them and he always pledges his allegiance. But right. at the same time, it feels like, oh, man, like is something going to happen? Is he going to be like another nemesis within their group? Yeah, they keep him? trying to tease us, kind of making us think that he's going to eventually turn. Mm-hmm. But then surprisingly, something always happens where he pledges his allegiance again and we forgive him. He, so he we, we want to hate Agron kind of in a way, but we can't. No, we can't. So, so I think that they're building it up pretty good for us, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So, uh, again, this time, I think this was the, the most I've ever seen him defiant in the episodes. And um, he and it was it was so insane how like later on and, you know, all this tension building mm-hmm. and all these, you know, the Germans there and them clashing with the, the you know, it's like it's like those new loud obnoxious people you you get at a party you know like you're the host of the party like spartacus is the host you know he's got these people there and he's just sitting back and like enjoying the show who invited you guys to the party yeah yeah he's like oh gosh but i think that that spartacus is trying to make everybody kind of love each other and be in unison so that because he realizes that it's the brotherhood that will make and help them be able to fight and defeat the romans but at the same time there's tension between the leadership because they want to follow agron they're not obeying Spartacus's orders as far as going in uh, hunting. That was the yeah. first, the first rule that was broken right there. That was very disrespectful. Yeah, and he Agron said that he was going to go out hunting right at dawn, and Spartacus was supposed to join him. But you know the Germans are making fun of Spartacus in their in their Germanic language and their, <laughs> and their, their uh, country's tongue. And their tongue. Yes. And he's like, you know, you guys need to speak common. You got to learn how to speak like us. So this, and, and and then of course it it all comes to that climax at the end where he defaces, he ripped the face off of Sedulus with that sword. Well, how did it get to that point? Because we see that he's obviously like they wouldn't have just killed him for no reason. He deserved to die, he and he deserved to die at Spartacus's hand. But he was defiant the entire episode, and so that we knew that this was somebody who could possibly be a good warrior and gladiator, but at the same time was going to cause problems because this leads into what happened between him and navia that's right and of course uh navia we see her you know we we saw a little bit of her with crixus this episode uh and i'm glad to say that she is looking more fierce and i'm earning more respect she's earned my respect crixus is training her i'm so proud this is all that i asked for if you guys were with us on after buzz episode one when we gave our recap i was saying from the beginning i want to see navia come back i want to see her do an amazing strong job and kind of follow in mirror's footsteps and contributing to the the camp and now she's finally stepping up that's right so i'm really glad to see that stuff uh but her, but her and Crixus kind of have this like they're 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 warming back up to each other. It seems like they're doing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, and I like it. I'm glad I like to it see too. That stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely happy for them. But I, then we see an interruption with um, 
with with the sedula sedulous sedulous big germanic right. man he tries to take advantage of navia mm-hmm. and I, I could tell that there was going to be trouble right away and it was it was really shocking that Crixus didn't know what was going on because he was away from all the action obviously sedulous and navia were segregated in that room and when they come out you know the two german boys are fighting and and Crixus is just like i'll let them fight but then, well, he's so as... caught up with being angry at Agron and mm-hmm. what he's doing that he's not even watching his woman around these new strangers that are joined in part of the camp. That's right. And it's it's a good thing that he got in there. And I was rooting for him when he got in there and started choking Sedulous. I actually thought he was going to kill him right there, but that would have been too easy. Well, don't you appreciate the fact that Agron still, once again, has proved his allegiance by jumping in and saving Navia? Because had he not done that, she would have been she would have been deflowered again. Yeah. And so I just really appreciate, once again, him showing his loyalty because he could have allowed that to happen, but he didn't. And that shows, once again, his allegiance to the Brotherhood. So every time we want to get mad, we can't. You're right. And I appreciate Crixus jumping in as well and, and getting a part of the action because it turned into a huge brawl. It did. It was really huge. And that's that's the way we settle our arguments in Spartacus. <laughs> it's fighting, right? <laughs> fighting is the answer. <laughs> Every time there's disagreements within the group, there's always a fight that breaks out. And then guess who comes in? And it's his strong suit, Spartacus. He comes in. We've talked about this a lot of times. He is really strong and he just puts his foot down and people just, you know, all of his men, they can't help but follow him. Because he's he's the one who kicked butt. He was the rainmaker in the arena. Definitely. He was the one who brought down the House of Badiatis. He's leading everybody and and everybody, including that new guy, uh, Lugo, who is the other, like, number two German right. guy. Right. Lugo stepped up after he killed Sedulus. Yes. And we I kind of had the feeling, like, okay, what's he going to do? Is he going to take up arms and try and hurt him? Or is he going to p- pledge his allegiance? And obviously, he ended up pledging. I like that they addressed, too, that the, the Germans that are now a part of the... Uh, gladiator army slash camp is very vocal they're very loud we see them playing like a lot of instruments with their um weapons and we also see them singing a lot they're very like i don't know if that's a cultural thing that they tried to address but i thought that it was cool to show the separation between the two the gladiators are a lot more quiet a lot more relaxed we only hear them when they're fighting and then here comes this loud group making the camp all you know exciting so it was it was interesting to see the different dynamics well i would i would probably say it's because even though the the all the gladiators former gladiators, rebels, they're slaves. You know, they're all from different walks of life. They've lived with Romans so much that the Romans are probably, you know, much quieter, supposedly more civilized people right, compared to true. the German barbarians. So those Germans, they get, they're always fighting all the time and that's how they have fun and they're always drinking, you know. And and then here we have the rebels who are now like tr- trying to train themselves, to discipline themselves more, and they're trying to get along with everybody so they're, they're acting more civil. Those two clashed, and that's and the sedulous being beheaded was the result. Right, and I'm sure Crixus was pretty happy about that because he was trying to warn Spartacus the entire time, watch out for this group. I think that they're going to pose a threat, and unfortunately he was proven wrong by Agron, uh-huh. but he was right about sedulous. Yeah, absolutely right. So let's talk about the Romans now. So uh, we go over to the square and we see Gannicus following the magistrate around begging for money because he doesn't have any he didn't get any i feel so bad for gannicus right now yeah i i absolutely do too and he's in a hard position right now right because he's supposed to play a leadership role also once you are god of the arena you hold your head up high you're supposed to get and be able to do anything that you put your mind to and he is in a very weak and vulnerable place right now and still kind of stubborn too because he's posed with the the uh option to either join the gladiator army of his brothers, which he's choosing not to do, or he can join Glabber. 
That's right. And he is, he's pretty much, you know, he, remember he's like, a, I said last time, he's kind of like a pacifist. You right. Know? He's like, he's walking this fine line that's dividing him between those two camps. And he's, he's stuck somewhere in the middle. He doesn't know which way to go, which way to go yet. And obviously he's, he's pushed into it. He, uh, Glaber tries to, uh, uh, tease him with the, the rudius that was found, that which was a symbol of freedom. Right, but that was initiated by Asher, who you pointed out, oh, okay, I see some friction going on between them once again. That's Asher's right. causing trouble. And he starts making, like, picking kind of threats at the whorehouse to Gannicus. He just loves getting under people's skin. And I hate, hate, hate Asher. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. But, oh man, and speaking of Asher and his, his relationship with Lucretia, that's oh, turning into gosh. something completely different now. What is this This transference of power? She is completely under under his whim right now. She has no no freedom of her own because she's having to follow exactly what he says and she has to call him Dominus. Yeah, and he's he is taking a, a really dominant man role now and he's just you know, he's punishing her. Yeah, he is. He's for everything, you know, you know what's funny is uh, this it's a it's it's kind of like he is it's almost like I want to say he's in love with her now in a sick demented yeah, kind of way. Yeah, it is. It is. It's almost like he's inflicting pain, but yet he still cares about her. Yeah. Cuz there is there is an awkwardness in their relationship because they do have this love hate. She was his 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 master originally, and so There's now Domino. yeah, and so now he the t- the hands have turned and he's in control, but she is very tricky, and I keep trying to say, Lucretia is going to plot against him, and the worst thing that you can ever do is turn against her, because she will make, she will orchestrate an entire rebellion against you, and with just a couple words. She's very cunning. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So she's sitting there, you know, after she's been violated, raped by Asher. Ugh. She's sitting there, she's lying there, and you could tell she, you know, she doesn't have a very pleasant time, but Asher says... That, you know, I felt something different this time. You enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. She jerked her pelvis, he said. Yeah. And and that, that was pretty interesting for her to say, you know, and I'm wondering, is she saying that because she's, you know, in the position where she could be, you know, smacked around again? Um, or is she just saying that because, or is she saying that because she did actually, maybe a small part of her is enjoying it? She hasn't slept no, with the guy in a while? I don't think any of her is enjoying it. I feel like, I think that she's being 100% violated. I do not think that she's, because it's not by her will. She's doing it in order to survive until they... Asher doesn't tell Glaber what's going on because Asher has a lot of stuff on Lucretia. She's put herself in a very, very tricky situation. She so is. right now she's just playing along with it, and then she's going to attack like a pit bull later. You already know that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. She's you know she's laying and waiting. She's going to strike when the moment is good. And uh, this and, is oh, go ahead. No, sorry. Oh, I was going to mention that uh, he you know obviously after the whole uh, the raping scene, he gives her a gift. Which is like, here's a little consolation it's for It's like you. an abusive relationship that he you know, rewards her for the pain and suffering yeah. afterwards. But it was a wig, a red wig. Yeah, and was, remember, she always used to wear different colored wigs all the but time. But she used to wear that for Bariatis. She did. And yeah. now she's wearing it for, Gla- I mean, for Asher. And what's interesting is um, when he actually mentioned... Oh, I want to look up and see you there, you know, with wearing that wig. I never thought about that. Like everybody else obviously has, you know, usually like blonde, you know, dirty blonde, usually hair. Um, There's also, you know, the typical people that are brunettes. And there's a lot more of those in the crowd, like in the arena and stuff. The reason why she she must have been wearing red was to look special. Because no one else, how many other people had red wigs? That's true. There's no one else we've seen, none of the other women. That's so true. So that was pretty interesting. Maybe that was a way for people to like, because they're far away from you in 
the arena to look and say, oh, that person's special. That person stands out. So those those interesting. Well, stuff. red is also a color of evil, of blood. It can I mean, it can be positive, but I think on Spartacus, it's very negative. <laughs> Anytime we see red, it's usually insinuating blood. Yeah. Well, it, actually, in the first season, the blood, blood and sand, it was like glory. It's like, t- you know, the tears of blood. It was glory and honor and uh, blood and glory, man. So that that's. But on vengeance, does it mean the same? <laughs> vengeance? It's, no, it doesn't. It has a different connotation. <laughs> right. I think so. So so we see her wearing the wig for him. And then we see also her gaining closer relationship with Alithia as well. Because Alithia is going through the same torment kind of right now that I think is bringing her closer to Lucretia and making her more trustworthy. Each of the men that they're partnered with right now are abusing them. Exactly. And so in this time of need, they're seeking comfort within each other's bosom. Yeah, as exactly. they would say on Spartacus. Yeah. Yeah, yes, and I love that. I love the bosoms. <laughs> she she uh, was expressing, uh, um, Elithia was, how she wanted to, she felt like she wanted to kill herself. Did you recall that yeah. scene? She said she wanted to throw herself off the cliff. And that was pretty interesting. And, and even Lucretia said... Yeah, if you do that, yes. then you'll find me at the bottom of the cliff as well. Yes, That's she was pledging her loyalty as well. Yeah. So we see we see them getting closer in this relationship because they're now comforting each other and also trying to plot and plan together how to get rid of Glaber and get their freedom back. Because yeah. right now they feel like they're slaves. That's right. They and that's a really good point. And uh, their their bond is strong again. You know, we've seen them go through this roller coaster of emotions when they first met each other. They loved each other. They always had those passionate kisses with the <laughs> <sighs> that sound Your effect. Your favorite moment. And they're bringing that back a little bit. Woman more. on woman action oh, is yeah. Sean's favorite. Oh, you guys, <laughs> great stuff. So their bond is strong again. You know, we we went through this trough where they wanted to kill each other, and even at the beginning of the season, uh, Elithia wanted to stab Lucretia. Oh Remember yeah, they that? were going to pull each other's hair out. That's right. Because they both have ammunition on one, and they both have incriminating evidence that they can both destroy each other with. Mm-hmm. So what else can make you? That's the best thing to pull you together to be best friends. <laughs> and, and even at the end, where she was actually seeing her off out of the villa to go to back to Rome or whatever it was, with that whole you know like the oh the baby's in pain, she must leave. She can. Can we talk about that for a second? Was that not an amazing plan that she devised? Lucretia is a mastermind. I'm sorry. She's my favorite character on the show by far. And it is because she will do anything in order to get what she wants. She plots almost like a miscarriage, a semi-miscarriage, I guess, um, making it seem as if Alithia is having complications during her pregnancy in order to get Alithia into Rome and to save herself as well. That's right, but actually the plans got ruined a little bit by Asher because he wants to keep her there. Does he want to keep having sex? He wants to keep abusing her. He wants to keep abusing her. You know, he wants he wants that he can't get any love. No one gives him any love. No woman wants to be with him. Navia didn't want to be with him. She despised (laughs) him. And Lucretia obviously doesn't want to be with him. But he's got her under his thumb. That's the big difference. Totally. And and Glaber went for it. He allowed uh, allowed uh, Lucretia to stay and wouldn't let her go. And uh, speaking speaking of Lucretia again, so man that and and that plot. So she wanted uh, Gannicus, G- Ganny for short. That's all I've been writing <laughs> my notes. She wanted Ganny. Right, she devised this plan, this huge plan to go ahead and assassinate Glauber. Man, that is pretty crazy stuff. She gave him all the steps of where Lithy would be going, traveling, everything, and that she was going to be able to allow him to come into the house and kill Glauber. But. What does Gannicus do? Gannicus went and he actually it, he in, intercepted the, uh, the the cart that was carrying or the the convoy that was carrying uh, Elithia. The carriage, carriage, yeah. <laughs> convoy with all the Roman guards and whatnot. Yeah, carrying her and uh, 
And I actually didn't expect that to happen. I didn't either. I thought that was extremely intelligent because he said I he, he said he didn't want to choose sides. And in that moment, he made a decision. When Lucretia gave him that information, he used it to his advantage and intercepted and captured Alithia, knowing that that would be a message right there to Glaber. And he left his sword inside of the other guard. Yeah, the, um, that was actually, I forgot that guy's name, but the tattoo face guy. The tattoo guy. face guy. The you guys know what we're henchman. talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, but that actually was, that was a really interesting scene. And uh, to backtrack a little bit to other interesting scenes, oh man, we finally got to see Sepia's boobies. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> she, oh man, she has. That was I, the highlight of your, of the, the show. <laughs> and, you know, of course we had to have some sex scenes in there. It's Spartacus, and we saw some in the whorehouse, and then we we go over to a little bit classier sex scene when finally she gets to be with Globber. That was pretty. That was actually a pretty intense lovemaking scene. I was surprised that. Well, I wasn't surprised that she snuck into his bed because I knew that there was going to be some kind of interaction between them. But I thought that that Gannicus was going to come in and interrupt their, their lovemaking. Yeah, that's right. And, then, and of that course, Spartacus always throws us off. That's not what happened. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. But it, when, when she first revealed herself, I was like, I was thinking that too. I thought that Gannicus, I thought it was Gannicus. And I was like, wait, it could be Sepia. Yeah, it ended up being Sepia. And uh, she, you know, when she takes off her robe, oh, she's got, she had, at first glance, I was like, man, they, she looks so young. She does look very that's, youthful. That's, and obviously that's why they chose her. Because right. she's supposed to be like 10 years younger than all the other right. women on the show. But she's very beautiful. She's very beautiful. And, and she's then, great at making love scenes and yeah i agree <laughs> but she it, it was interesting because at first she looked kind of like i was like oh i'm kind of getting turned off here because she looks too young her body doesn't look that great it didn't look like she had a, a nice enough bosom you know like oh, sticking you didn't feel out like enough. she was matured enough but once they turned they got a side angle on there and i was like, oh, okay that's a lot better I, i'm good now i'm good now she, <laughs> those things are sticking out enough. <laughs> i know you're 12 right. but girls these days are way ahead <laughs> oh my, those are our special sound effects from Phil. <laughs> but what, but that was that was a crazy scene because they mm-hmm. were very passionate in that moment. And I knew that it was eventually going to happen. And we just finally got to see it because it was tormenting Alithia to see Sepia and Glaber kind of flirting with each other. Openly. And she, yeah. And she doesn't she even admit she's like, I don't even recognize who this man is. I used to think he was weak. And now I fear him. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've seen that in the last three episodes. He's transitioned so much from right. being this uptight guy who kind of gave his wife a lot of leeway to being this dude now who's ruthless. And we said the entire time, we want more of Glaber. We want to know who he is, develop his character. And maybe the writers were watching After Buzz TV and, <laughs> and were listening to us because they definitely gave us what we wanted. Thankfully. Yes. Thankfully. And so who else do we have to cover for our relationships? Um, we Oh, okay. So Gannicus and the whore. Okay. Oh, yeah. So he, she was in the last three episodes. He really liked her a lot. I was so I was I was hurt to see her go, not because she was an intricate character, but because of what she symbolized. She was willing to join Spartacus. She was talking and getting kind of messages in Gannicus's head mm-hmm. about fighting with 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 the gladiators, and I think that that affected Gannicus a little bit. That's what must have pushed him over the edge yeah. to make that decision. Right. There was someone he was in hope of loving. She symbolized that hope that other. Li- 
life, and it was tarnished and ruined because she wanted to follow Spartacus. He asked, Anagus asked her to come away with him and not to yeah, follow Spartacus. That's right. And and because of that, you know, that someone must have heard her say it in the whorehouse there, and she ends up being crucified. Yeah. Well, you know who probably is up to it was Asher. They didn't show us, but no. we, know. we know. Asher saw them together. He was like, that's how I'm going to stab you, kind of undercut you, and that's how we got Gannicus. That's right. He was Asher. trying to strike fear in Gannicus's heart, and instead, vengeance. That's right, vengeance. <laughs> yes, the overall theme. And they actually mentioned it quite a bit this episode, too. They did. And I was watching some of the reviews from the episode when it first aired last night. And all the writers um, are saying, from like TVGuide.com and all them, are saying, how many times are we going to hear the word vengeance in one episode? But I like it. I like that they're reminding us that that what they're doing is not seeking justice, but they're seeking vengeance, as Sepia asked for. Yes. She said it herself. It's a lot better. It's more ruthless than justice is. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, you, let's move into uh, doing our favorite quotes now. Yes, because we have tons. And uh, let's let's uh, go ahead and remind the audience that we're going to be doing some favorite quotes. We'll be doing some shout outs in a little bit and uh, news and gossip. And then, of course, you know, we'll wrap up the episode later on. Yes. Awesome. OK, so what quotes do you have? Because I have tons. Um, I already know which one you're going to go after. <laughs> oh, I, got the, I, I like to get them down, of course, like as the episode uh, <laughs> progresses. I love uh Gotta say the uh, people, you need to turn down your radios if you don't want your children to hear this. <laughs> so uh, the German said, and th- they said this in German, which was pretty interesting. Cock hardens at the fucking thought. <laughs> yes, the, that was the thought of killing all the Romans, right? Yeah. That was, was who said that? Sedula. Sedula. Yeah. Said, yes. Funny stuff. Um, well, you know, I always love Gannicus making reference to his coin. Mm-hmm. And so this one, my purse has suffered fatal blow. Oh, so that's like his that. way of saying, okay, I'm broke. <laughs> I like that one too. I actually had that quote also. Damn it, you stole it from me. So I'm going to start telling people that when I need some money, my purse is suffering fatal blow. Uh-huh. See if you can give me anything. That's a nicer way to say <laughs> that it. That is, instead of, can you put some money in my hand? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, right after that scene, actually, well, within the same scene, Asher approaches and he, he tells Gannicus, when, when the whore leaves, enticing creature, of course you never lack the attention of fine women. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Gannicus always has women. He always has beautiful women around him. And that's the that's th- three things he loves to do. He loves to fight. He loves to drink wine. And he loves the company of beautiful women. Right, exactly. And I think that but one thing that Spartacus has been really good with is uh, showing us different character-isms and uh, nuances that they constantly do every single episode. And you pointed out that, that Gannicus is always drinking he's always got cup in hand or a bottle of something he's always liquored up and then you also said too that asher is always having eat like nuts in his hands or eating and picking at something he always it looks like he's eating walnuts or something or some kind of small dried fruit something like that and speaking of asher bonus points if you can come up with the four with the three f's the three f's the three f's are we talking about foul language here no, I actually oh. mine was, mine <laughs> was going to be fornicate, but where does your mind go? Oh, I was thinking uh, F U C K. That is am I far off? <laughs> and what was I was going to go with fornicate. Oh, okay. And what was the last one? Yeah, what's though? the last one? <laughs> I'm trying to figure two. out an F for drinking. Flagellation? Oh no, that doesn't count, right? <laughs> I fa- fine wine. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the other S, but I'm sure Phil will will find out and get back to us. <laughs> Please get back to us. Um, another quote that uh, I appreciate again, just saying, and he had some good ones. I felt like this episode was "No man is ever truly free." Yeah, 
he was saying this to the whore when she was trying to get him to come over to Spartacus um, and join the gladiators in their army. And I feel like it's that sentiment that has him kind of feeling sorry for himself and feeling that he needs that sword to validate himself and feeling that he'll never really truly be free. And so I just felt like that was kind of symbolic of his mentality and this like thin line that he's walking in self-pity. That's right. And now as of this episode, he's no longer an obedient dog. <laughs> I, and I love that they that they finally had a turning point for him. And they did that for Nivea for us as well. And now they're doing that for Gannicus for us. There's always this turning point where we get to see them weak, 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 and then boom, strong. And uh, the person who still is an obedient dog, he hasn't had a turning point yet. Well, maybe a little bit because he's more in control. Uh, Asher, his talents are of the shadows. I would present you to glorious light. And that was Globber when he was talking to Gannicus. And he's saying, well, why don't you, you already have another brother from the, from Batiatis' house. He's like, no, 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 I need you. I right. need you. <laughs> he stays in the shadows. That's, a, that's actually kind of uh, flattering, though. It is. You know, like that, just to say that. What if you said that to a woman? I think she would love that. Oh, the glorious light. The glorious light. I need to present you to glorious that's some, light. That's some good game right there, I'm guys. I'm going to use that tonight when I go see my lady friend. Okay, so I have a spicy quote. Go ahead. This one uh, is kind of something that you, I'm surprised, aren't giving out. Mm. It's unforgivable to come between men and cunt. Oh, yeah, that was Asher <laughs> Anything right cunt or cock related, uh, Sean always picks up on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got my last one. World has slipped from reason. I mean only to restore it. Mm, that, now, who said that one? That was Lucretia when Gannicus and her were having that conversation about the assassination attempt on Glaber. Oh, yes. wow. Because he was like, have you lost mind? And then she responds with that thing. Oh, see, and I love that. Have you mm. lost mind? Yes. Instead of saying, are you crazy? I Have love that. I need to start saying that to people. Well, we start talking like them after a while. <laughs> I feel like it, too. Uh, okay, so my last one is, sometimes wine and foolishness are needed to form stronger bond. Now, can I just say that here at AfterBuzz, we kind of do this a lot. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. always the, the wine part, but we'll get together outside of the show and we'll do karaoke. We'll go to Big Wangs and we'll just just have fellowship together and talk about the shows on here and what we're doing with After Buzz and sometimes perhaps have a drink beside us. But I honestly agree with this quote. Sometimes you do need that downtime when it's not just work, work, work to enjoy one another's company. And it does build stronger bonds You're sometimes right. when you get to be playful and silly with each other. And that was... Uh- there's your fun music that that is the that is the uh violin right there with the piano hey party i like this i think phil agreed with my with my statement it feels like it's back to being friday night again hey (laughs) was that the last of our quotes or did you have anything else I, i think that was it now let's uh do some uh shout outs to our fans out there oh yes definitely us on twitter so uh Someone's been tweeting at you a lot. Who's your fan? Mr. MG Universe. MG Universe? Ah. Okay, shout out to Mr. U- MG Universe because he always has great commentary. He watches every single After Buzz episode that we do for Spartacus. And then he poses questions to us as, as, as well. Like last week, he tweeted at me and said, Don't you think that it's kind of odd that uh, Agron is always saying that slaves can't be gladiators, um, but yet he has fallen in love with uh, Tiberius? Who right. who has proven himself worthy of fighting mm-hmm. and he, that he has trained. And so uh, I thought that was a great point because they, they have transferred all these slaves into now serious fighters. But in uh, opposition to his comment, I replied, uh, yeah, they are great fighters and they can be trained, but they can't be gladiators in the arena. No, they can. I'm sorry, that takes 
great, great, great skill. Yeah. So yes, you can be a fighter, but not a gladiator. Absolutely, and uh, that's even you know that's shown with Asher. You know, he was the weakest gladiator. He still kicks butt, man. Oh, and that was a great scene they had of uh, Asher last week kicking ass. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's got that new look now and everything. And we also have to give a special shout out to the UK. Oh, yeah. We had some, we have a lot of followers that watch Spartacus on After Buzz in the UK. And they said, Spicy Mari, Sean Overman, can you guys please give a shout out to the UK Spartacus fans? So, shout out. UK Spartacus Woo. fans, you guys can follow us on AfterBuzzTV.com or on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. And then you can also follow myself, Spicy underscore Mari. And, and me, at the Sean Overman. And, That's uh, T-H-E-S-E-A-N-O-V-E-R-M-A-N. And you also have a blog that people can tune into as well. I do. You guys can check out my blog, SeanOverman.org. Pretty easy to find. Yeah, so please contact us. Tweet at us. Let us know your thoughts on the show. Leave your reviews on our iTunes page. <laughs> and you guys can Bing us, too, which uh, leads me into, you guys need to check out the Bing app. on any, you know Me and Spicy Mario, we both have iPad 2s. And uh, if you guys have an iPad download the bing app that thing is freaking awesome i use it daily because you know on on my blog i like to do a lot of movie stuff it's i'm your go-to guy for netflix decisions so you guys need i i like to look at the movies that are you know out in the box office right now who's number one what's making the most money yeah what's what's trending and you can also check out the trending news it's pretty cool i love using the See, bing i love app that feature the, the trending news yeah and it, it gives you the news from the last week each day it just shows you pictures and one quick little like maybe like five word sentence or something or maybe even two or three words about what that picture is and what's trending and why. And you can research that stuff. The, w- the way the Bing app works is just amazing. I-, I love using it all the time. And I'm going to be downloading the Bing app today now that you have recommended that. I appreciate that because I always use it, but now I need to download the app. And Excellent. so, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, well, and the reason is because you guys are so busy, you guys are doing stuff. You don't have time to like be there researching. Yeah, you know I, mean? I can't you wanna, research you wanna everything. Get, you want to get what you need to do. You want to do it, you know. And uh, whether and you can do all the way down to like, hey, I want I want to figure out what restaurant I'm going to so I can have fun tonight. Right. We got to reward ourselves tonight because it's Saturday. Woo! And we got to do that quick so we get there. Exactly. And move on with our day. Exactly. That's right. So everybody needs to download, get that Bing. Get your Bing on. Get your Bing on. Bing it. If you don't know it, Bing it. Exactly. So we're going to take a little commercial break right now, and you guys are going to hop on Bing, look up more Spartacus information, tweet at us, all that good stuff. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Dearest Spartacus fans, today is a most special day indeed. 
A day where Lady Saxo gets to meet her hero, the one and only Xena Warrior Princess. But first, I must go in disguise. Come with me. Okay. We'll talk about All it. All right. Oh, yes. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> yeah, yes. Hot shot with a wrinkly costume. This is... She is hot. This is Saxa. She is the new character introduced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's she's creating herself into Lucy Lawless's character, uh, Xena Warrior oh, Princess. Oh, I got you. She's a huge fan, so she was excited to be working on the show with her. Mm-hmm. Come here, darling. She's doing her transition. <laughs> I love the music. I know, isn't it intense? Man, I do not. Is this the Xena theme music? I did not remember this. Just you don't remember this? No. Oh my gosh. I was more partial to Hercules. To Hercules? Oh, I loved Hercules yeah, too. Yeah, I like Hercules better. But Xena was so Catch cool. She dagger. was a badass. I love these daggers that we're seeing. I don't know. I wonder if they're it's like real. Favorite child, really. Oh, wow. So this is her completely dressed Oh, my gosh. There you go, man. Look, she she is the spitting image of Xena. We are officially ready for Xenacon. That wow. is hilarious. Oh, this traffic is utterly ridiculous. Come on. So this is a, this is a Haste makes waste, joke people. that she played on Lucy Lawless before the show. This is ridiculous. She created this kind of like Come as a spoof. On. I see. She's playing. She's playing a little jokey joke on her. <laughs> Did she just flash her her um, her weapons at people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she could flash something else. Oh. Giggity. Oh man, I like her there setup. There it is, like a beacon in the night. Zena, 2012. You and I shall reunite once again. Zena, oh, I know steps away from you. I can hear the purr of your voice right now. <laughs> the purr of your voice. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> Is she using a flip cam for this? Yeah, it kind of looks like it's a camera phone, right? Okay, so she's about to probably go. That's so funny. She's freaking out. Well, at least we know Ellen Holman has a sense of humor. I like this. It's so genuine. She's not afraid to embarrass herself. Sparticus wasn't here today, so I was hoping you may sign an autograph for him and also say love Saxon. I can't run now. I can't run now, okay? Because then we can't have one over lunch, you know. Lawyers needing um, autographs. Lucy Lawless doesn't Um, know that that's her. Really? Oh, the first was what advice could you give an aspiring German warrior? The German warrior? German warrior. Did you say German? German. German warrior. 
man muss viel Fleisch essen. Und, um, Which I think she gets it now, though. I think it's And keep your sword very sharp. <laughs> and and sharp is sharp. Okay, thank you, Phil, for that. <laughs> I like her setup on that presentation that she did. Like, it looks like a Prezi presentation. Have you ever heard of that? No. What is that? It's it's like this new way of doing stuff. Instead of just PowerPoints, it's actually this this new. It's it's been out there for a couple of years now, but it jumps around. Like it goes. From oh, okay. Yeah, that's what she was doing on the video. To clip to clip, and it's like there's an overall like theme on there that if you zoom out, you can see it. And then there's like all those tiny little clips or whatever parts of the presentation within there. Well, we just learned that Ellen Holman is not just great at making fun of herself but also editing her own footage <laughs> so that she can play pranks on Lucy Lawless, who plays uh, Lucretia on Spartacus. But also, Ellen is playing Saxa, who's a new character that's introduced to us on Spartacus that we see for the first time, who is... After a- Buzz TV News. Right. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's our news time. But she is a uh, German warrior that we see has an intense fighting scene with Mira. Katrina Law. And I thought that was a very sexy catfight scene, might I add. And I think it's the first one that we've seen with actually two warrior women, two rebel women fighting against each other. Very fascinating. And it was it was kind of slow motion, right? Was that that camera that you were talking about? No, uh, uh, You know what? Maybe a little bit. Um, I was taking notes, I think, at that time. Or maybe I was just so mesmerized by the beautiful women on screen. Because it was screen. like, it was slow motion swings and mm-hmm. like hair pulling and like head throwing back. And I, it was pretty intense, but it was in slow motion so that we can see every single fist land on yeah. the, the cheek. And it, it looked like, you know, it couldn't be a cat fight without some claws and slapping. And I, I think I think what I think Saxa slapped at one point and then Mira countered with a fist. Bam! Oh wow. <laughs> well you know in the uh scene for uh Spartacus, and I don't know if it's on this episode or if it's on the one that we're going to see with uh Lucy, I mean with um Katrina Law and Ellen Holman, but she's going to be around for a second on the next couple episodes, and they have a fighting scene where at the end, they played a joke on the rest of the cast and kissed each other at the end. And so from what Katrina says, the scene stayed in the episode. So we didn't see it this time, so they must fight again. I like. I can't wait until I see that. Once again, woman-on-woman action. Sean loves it. (laughs) Go Saxa. It looks like she's up here on the screen right now. Yeah, see, she's helping the gladiators Hurt the, or, you know, like, um, what, what beat Escape. the slaves? Oh, I mean, beat the, the slavers. Guards? Oh, yeah, so this is the scene right in the beginning of Sacramentum, episode seven, where she's holding one of the guards back. It looks like a Roman guard or a slaver guard, whatever. And she's, this allows the other men, the other rebels, to go ahead and slit everybody else's throats. Right. So that they can all escape. Because she grabbed him first, she initiated fighting I back. Did, and I didn't know that was her, but it totally makes sense now. She's so dominant among the women she in, the, is. in the German tribe. And she also is really strong amongst the men as well, because you see her topple one of the men who is challenging her and she starts to fight him and then make out with him that's right oh they were doing more they were grinding I yeah saw there it. was some humping going on and so in this this photo right here this is a a moment where we got to see alithia kind of in a weak and vulnerable position with glabber because her one of her slaves is about to be crucified and alithia and she didn't even do anything can't stop it exactly mm-hmm. But, but you know who recommended for her not to say anything? Lucretia, that's in her right. ear. Lie and wait for your time to strike. Right, exactly. That's, that's, that's the way that Lucretia rolls. And she says, do not speak against him. Oh, we got Gany up here. Okay, so this is Gannicus 
uh, what is he slaying some of the the Romans? This is when he was, I oh, think, this. capturing uh, Alithia. Yeah. And so we see him finally fighting in a strong position. The roles have changed. He is no longer being lackadaisical or passive. He's now being aggressive and taking his future into his own hands. And I think that we're going to, this is kind of a bit of a prediction, but I think that we're going to see him in the next episode possibly join forces with Spartacus. Possibly. I think you're right. What do we got next? We got Sparty here. Okay, Spartacus just once again showing how strong he is, his his ability to fight. We saw him also in a previous scene start killing silently in the beginning of the yeah. episode. Didn't we see? I this like is the that. first time they struck without any sound because they're very loud usually when they fight. That's right. And this was very strategic, very well planned, very well played out. I, I did enjoy it. It reminded me of uh, so it reminded me of like stealth action they video games. They were like games. ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> they were. They were taking some advice from the east on this one. Great. Okay, what have we got next? Globber. Glober. And to the in the back of him we see uh the tattoo face man yeah. who is no longer on the on the season with us. His time has gone and come. Oh. And I always tell people don't develop relationships with anyone because no one is is susceptible to not dying on this show. Yes. Okay, next photo. It's all the ones you sent me. Oh, per- perfect then. We're good. <laughs> I thought you had some extra ones, John. See if we can bring nope. up uh, mine, uh, Phil. Got got any of those up there? Oh, I see. I kind of see the one uh, that I wanted to talk about, and I think that's going to be the one. Go bring it up. Yeah, right there. Okay, so that man right there, a little behind the scenes stuff. Uh, this is the stunt man uh, who is actually uh, heading the stunt team. He's the key stunt coordinator and fight coordinator. His name is Alan Poppleton. Okay. Claps to Alan because yes. he does a phenomenal job. That guy, he's, he has a very impressive resume, he, including uh, he worked on Lord of the Rings. Wow. He, he did, and he did the fight sequences there. He worked on Xena back in the day. Xena! Everybody stay around for Xena, from Xena all the way to now. You know, Lucy's Spartacus. probably pulling all her people in. She has her daughter working on set with her. She's prob- She probably keeps her friends very close to her. All the producers, uh, Sam Raimi, uh, Robert Tapper, they're, they're, they're keeping everybody around. You know, yeah. they work well with these people. They've developed relationships, obviously. Uh, he's also done uh, Underworld. Uh, he oh, did wow. uh, 30 Days of Night. And I forgot to mention this before. 30 Days of Night actually had Manu Bennett in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a great remember fact. Remember the friend, uh, Josh Hartnett's character's friend? Yes. You remember the friend, uh, the guy who ended up like, he abandoned his family or yes. he was scared or something. Or he killed, no, he killed his whole family. That was Manu Bennett. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that's then, so crazy. At the very end, he, he ended up getting turned into um, one of the vampires. Right. And, and he got his head chopped off. Well, you know I love Manu, <laughs> so now I have to go run it again just so I can see him. So uh, back to Alan. Uh, he, he also did Avatar. And uh, com- coming oh, wow. up, yeah, he did. So that means that at one point he worked with Onimaeus at one point. Oh, yeah. Because he was an right. avatar as well. That's right, man. Everybody's got crazy connections. I know. So uh, coming up in uh, the next Expendables 2 movie later this year, he's going to be doubling for Jason Statham. Nice. Yes. And uh, they, see, that's coming up when? 8-17 of this year. And then he's also the fight stunt coordinator for Hunger Games, which is coming, oh, which up is coming next, out yeah. next couple of weeks. So he's a pretty busy man. So, hey, Alan, we're going to applaud you because you do awesome, awesome fight scenes. I mean, because the gladiator scenes, I always say, look so real, so authentic. It, it never looks like it's a stage or that there's any stunt doubles. I've never, not one time, felt like there was a stunt double in any of those gladiator fighting scenes. No, not at all. And uh, next news and gossip. Uh, next picture, please, Phil. Okay, so, oh, uh, oh, that looks a little blurry. 
life, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. So anyway, uh, on this, this is supposed to be my proof that Stephen Denight tweeted back at me. Ow! I'm so happy, that's man. That's so awesome. Well, it's good. It's a lot clearer on uh, the viewer's side of it. Oh, okay, oh, okay beautiful. Fine. Oh, okay, excellent. <laughs> so anyway, like near the top, he actually retweeted one of my tweets, and I, I actually asked him, so, hey, like, how how um how done are you guys with you know this season? Have you guys done post production? Have you finished editing everything? And he actually retweeted back at me and he said yes. Bam! <laughs> so that's yes, awesome. Yes, we got a yes from we him. Got a yes, he is very interactive with his fans on there. I love and, that. And I can't tell how many followers he has. Uh, does it does it say on there? Anyway, I can't. I so, can't. So, Seven thousand. Oh, he's got 7,000. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. And he's not following that many, so he's legit, man. <laughs> I mean, when the creator of Spartacus tweets back at you, you know that you are official. I know. You hear that, AfterBuzz fans? We get tweeted back from the creators. I'm so glad. Rock with us, okay? He, he is actually, <laughs> he, he had this, um, before he had this headshot of himself on his Twitter, and now he's got this awesome picture of like, a, it's like a body shot, like from, from waist I up. I saw he's got that, a those shot. like tattoos he's or something. He's got crazy tattoos, man. And I saw that on the interview that I watched, uh, probably about a month ago and I was so surprised I was like damn this guy is you know he not he's only tatted. is he he's tatted but he's also a fit guy too yeah well he yeah I'm sure I wonder if he trains with the gladiators <laughs> so uh, also uh, he replied oh uh, last week, he replied to someone uh, who was tweeting at him uh, regarding the word testify, which actually is a Roman word. And uh, Roman men swore on the validity of their statements by swearing on their testicles. Did Are you, you know serious? That? Oh that's, my gosh. That's what testify that's a spicy comes from. Very <laughs> spicy. Very spicy. And it's legit, too. He tweeted this back at somebody. Oh, wow. So, uh, that was, what was it? Yeah, it was about uh, five, six days ago. Um, uh, crazy so he likes stuff. to educate his fans as well, I see. He does. He uses a lot of stuff from history. Also, um, s- still within the Twitter Twitter realm, um, a little conversation that was going on about a week ago, um, someone uh, with at sign at real Craig Parker, who is the actor we talked about last right. week, a guy is Claudius Glaber, uh, he was actually tweeting and stuff and getting all interactive on there. And uh, about uh, about eight days ago, uh, he someone was tweeting at Viva Bianca and then Stephen Estenite. Knight. And sadly, it wasn't really Craig Parker. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, crazy cyber drama over Twitter. What? And, and Leslie Ann Brandt, who is the former Navia, she exposed it because she got a message from Craig Parker saying that, hey, that I guess saying that's not really me. Right. So, very That's why you see right? all these other Twitters out here that say, the real mm-hmm. Sean Over. Or, you know, like, <laughs> not, that's not that's yours. But, like, they do have, they do, you have to make an official Twitter of your own mm-hmm. because everybody will take your name once, the, you know, you've made it and create a Twitter off of your name. That's so crazy. Yeah, it's interesting stuff, man. And, and replying as if you're the person, the audacity. Yeah, how dare they? Just to get followers. <laughs> Damn those people. And lastly, on my news and gossip, Aaron Cummings, a.k.a. Sora, who was uh, the, the wife of Spartacus in season one, Oh. And she is now uh, she is now starring in a uh, a show that is on Netflix, Instant Watch, uh, called The Ropes. And this was a show created by Vin Diesel. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So Vin Diesel is going into producing now. Yeah, he's he created it, and he actually directed some of the episodes. And there's only six episodes. It's a very short series. I watched the whole thing. Now on is this Netflix an action already. show? Because when Vin Diesel's on the scene. 
It's, you know, it's something's blowing up. It's it's no, actually, it's not too much action. It's about bouncers in a New York. Oh, I can club. see that too. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because I don't even know that all the actors' names aside from Aaron Cummings. But uh, there's this one guy that, that who's the main character, pretty much. He reminds me of Vin Diesel, like the way he's buff and burly, um, and he just you know he kicks butt, and all these bouncers kick butt. But it's a it's a really interesting show. I think you guys should check it out. You know, it's very interesting. It's 25 minute episodes, six of them. That's it. And oh wow. You watch them all. You'll you'll enjoy it. It's a very interesting change of pace. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's like the way I, the only way I can describe it, the way it feels, is kind of like maybe Entourage, but they're all bouncers instead. Oh, but I can see that being pretty cool. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, we, yeah, I can see that being a good show. The way it's gritty and the way it's shot, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. A so, lot. what's her role on the show? What is she doing? Uh, well, Erin Cummings, um, she actually plays a. Uh, I guess who's the person that let like the woman that's usually there with the list? Oh, the She's, host. So the she host, kind of like yeah. checks you in. To the VIP tables. Yeah, that's what she does on. Okay, there. this is a difference from Spartacus. <laughs> yeah. So she's gone. You know, she's gone off to do other projects, and we do miss her. I hope she. I, I really wish that uh, the writers on Spartacus would probably write her in a little bit. Oh, and have, kind of like haunting him. Yeah, like have her do a dream sequence or something like that. That would be really interesting if that happened. I'm sure we'll. I'm, we'll probably see that again, if not this season, then next one. Because she is the reason, and Lucretia even said that, that Spartacus keeps going after Glaber, seeking his vengeance. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, back to the show. Once Glaber's gone, that she, uh, Lucretia said that Spartacus will, go, will, will fall and leave Rome. Yeah. So, yes, let's bring her back. Let's, <laughs> Please, <laughs> let's have a little dream of her. A little dream sequence or haunting <laughs> She is nightmare. the reason for this vengeance. <laughs> she is, absolutely. He refers to it a lot. And... Uh, Let's go ahead and get we're we're almost wrapped up, man. We're, we're going to talk about predictions now. Yes, let's and do now, our predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Predictions. Very light on the predictions for me this time. But you said you had some good stuff. So I kind of know that there's going to be a hot scene coming up between. <laughs> I like that. Between, yeah, between um, Mira and uh, Saxa. So I'm excited about that too because I kind of want to see them fighting again, and I want to see. I'm I'm looking forward to hoping that Mira is going to kind of take control of the females in the group in the camp and train them more. Because it's one thing to have the guys train you. I think that's great. But I think that Mira's the strongest. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like she should kind of take these women under her wing, especially since she's Spartacus's right-hand woman. It would be interesting if all the women started being archers. So That that would be a great and concept. And that would be the best way to back up all the men. Because, you know, obviously they don't have the, as much upper body strength. Right. And the training, you know, they can be just as deadly because they can do those, uh, what do you call it, the monkey jump? The monkey jump. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what Katrina Law was famous for in that one scene. <laughs> Uh, I think Gannicus is going to be hunted along with uh, Ilithia by Glauber. He's going to try to search for them. They're going to be somewhere in the forest like before. And Sparty, Spartacus, is going to encounter Glauber once again. I want to see them in the next episode encounter each other, have a little sortie, a little battle, some <laughs> kind of skirmish, you know, just to have people fall on either side. And it, it's going to be interesting. I want to see more mercenaries die, too. Oh, Oh, yes. okay. Well, let's make that happen. We just had that new guy, uh, Octavius Tarsus. He was pledging his sacramental, right. his allegiance to Glauber. So I, I hope that comes up next time. Well, I would love to see also um, there, of course, I would, this this episode was it was very nice. It was very pleasant. But I would like to see more fighting next one because, mm-hmm. I mean, those fighting scenes, I can't take notes. It's so intense. I would love to see Gannicus bring Alithia to the gladiators, to Spartacus in their camp, and then be able to use that as a weapon, as a tool in order to uh, kind of 
I guess, intimidate Glaber, like what like what Gannicus is trying to do, but mm-hmm. he needs the army. He needs the protection of the gladiators. So I would love for him to join forces with Spartacus. Yeah, she's going to be a captured piece. Right, so exactly. That would be very interesting to And see so that. now I'm wondering what Lucretia is going to do because... Her plan kind of came apart. Her plan backfired. Yeah. And so now she's still under... Asher's went, you know, she has, she has to do whatever Asher says. And so I'm hoping that somehow she regains her strength back and that we see her do something. Just she may have to join the gladiators. What if she goes and talks to Spartacus? I can see that happening. Wow. And there you have it, folks. We just gave you our fabulous predictions. Let's see if any of them come true. And stay tuned with us and rock out with us every Friday. This Saturday was an exception. (laughs) Every Friday at 8 p.m. for Spartacus. Season two. And don't forget to call uh, into us, guys, when we're on live, you know, uh, 424-256-1729. That's our number. You can call in and chat with us over the phone. You can follow us on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. And you can follow us individually, too. If you have any Spartacus-related questions, comments, things you would like us to talk about, also leave comments on our iTunes page. When you download, let us know what you thought about each AfterBuzz episode that we do for Spartacus. Give us, come on, some high points. <laughs> comments, feedback. Right. But you can follow me on Twitter at Spicy underscore Mari, S-P-I-C-Y underscore M-A-R-I. And you can follow Sean. On at the Sean Overman on Twitter. Exactly. So tune in, guys, every week to AfterBuzzTV.com. Thank you, and thank you to Bing, and thank you to Phil. Bing is for doing, y'all. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.